Welcome to the Mindset of Podcasting. I'm Jillian, and on this podcast, we talk about all things business, mindset, and podcasting. Podcasting is a great way to grow your business and allows you to be seen as an expert in your field. In each episode, I will be talking to an expert in a different area of business so that we can get all the tips to help grow your own business and podcast. So listen in. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcasting. I am so glad you are here. This week, we are going to be talking about growing your team, whether that is growing your team regarding your podcast and who's helping you produce it, or growing your team in your business. So I am starting an agency and I am growing my team, which I'm very excited about. So I just wanted to know how we could give our team members the best experience possible. And my guest today, Jasmine Haas, does just that. Jasmine is a strategic, innovative, results-oriented professional with leadership and seasoned expertise in customer insight, experience management, operations, marketing, training programs, data-driven solutions, and service delivery. She has a diverse background in Fortune 500 corporations and entrepreneurial environments, developing customer-centric plans focused on best practices. Jasmine has advanced experience in analyzing, developing, and launching strategic plans to revamp inefficient customer experience. So listen in if you are in the middle of growing your team or ever want to grow a team for your business. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Jillian? I'm good. So to begin with, why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what do you bring to this world? All right. Awesome. My name is Jasmine Haas. I have 20 plus years in big corporate world, really all on the operation side, support side, leadership side. And now recently, I guess not so recently, the last almost four years in the startup world from a small startup here. I live in a college town. So it started as a senior project and now as a business. And I wear many hats, but my official hat is head of support and head of HR. Um, I like to call it customer and employee experience because I think HR gets so technical And it's really my job is focused on making sure that our employees have the best experience as we grow the business. I love that. Yes. HR sounds scary. When I was in corporate, HR was a scary place, but I love that you call it that. So when do we know that it's time to like bring on new either employees or contractors for our business? So I think there's a couple of different scenarios here. One is clearly if you're growing and you need more help, it's time, whether that's a contractor part-time, a full-time. There's other times too, where it's just out of your realm of experience or expertise. If you are somebody who's so sales focused and you're starting to grow a support team and that's really not your realm of expertise, say bringing someone on that can help guide in that process, get that set up, get you going. I also think it's really important too when there's legal matters that are involved. Um, I know we said HR before, but HR in terms of benefits, really kind of technical things, those are all great places to bring somebody on who that's their realm of experience. That's their expertise in two forms, full-time, or to bring them in as a contractor, help get you going, maybe transition that over to somebody that has some of those skill sets currently in the business. Yes. Having somebody be in their zone of genius so you can stay in your zone of genius in your business. It's very important. Exactly. I think too, one of the things is if you find yourself just, you're running around doing tasks all the time and you find you're not focused on strategy, it's time to bring somebody in to 
be task oriented and let you, especially as an owner of a business, focus on strategy and continue to grow your company and your business. Yes, definitely. Yes. You don't want to be doing all the little things behind the scenes because then you don't have time to do the things that really grow your business. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm actually in the middle of growing my team for my business right now. So how can we ensure from the very beginning that we give our team members a great experience? I really think it starts from the very first interaction, that very first email or talking to somebody is just a really positive tone. I know this sounds cheesy, but like exclamation points and smiley faces and really setting the tone of who you are and what the company is like early on, even ahead of interviews to make them feel welcome through that whole, you know, it's really a journey. We have customer journeys. I think we also have employee journeys through that journey being very transparent. This is what to expect in the interview. Once you bring them on, I'd like to do an email like a couple days out before their first day. That's like, Hey, like when we were in the office, this is our dress code. This is going to be your buddy. This is their name. This is what they do. This is their phone number. This is the code to the front door. Like all those little things that I think we tend to maybe look over are really so important to Again, being transparent, being warm, being welcoming, you know, if we're virtual, having that first like contact on the first day and then following up first day, like, oh gosh, I know it's a lot of information on the first day. How are you feeling? Let's check in. I believe in you. We can do this. Just staying encouraging at the end of that first week. Let's check back in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Are there things that are you're feeling uncomfortable? Maybe you weren't sure about. And so just each of those steps and really thinking of the tiniest little details. I mean, think back to like your first day when you started at a job and you're like, what do I wish I would have known? Addressing those, what do I wish I would have known as you bring on new employees? A lot of it, we have a lot of interns. And so maybe this is like their first real job. And they're just kind of like so nervous. They're like, you know, this isn't Taco Bell or the small retail shop or working for mom and dad and letting them feel comfortable through that process. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love what you say about keep checking in with them, giving them that comfortable place that they can go to to ask questions and not feel embarrassed. So I love that. So what are some of your suggestions for nurturing our team members or employees? Good to know them as people. I think coming from the corporate world, there was very much the sense of like, you can't be friends with your employees. You can't get to know them too well. Don't get involved in their personal life. And I think the the best way is we're all human. Get to know them. Like, do they have kids? Do they have older kids? Do they not have kids? What drives them? Do they have hobbies they love outside work? And building that human connection. So it's not just a number. You're not just an employee. And and being able to start to read them. I know that sounds kind of quirky, um, but a perfect example. So I have this employee, she used to work for me. She's still with the company and we were on a call and we have a personal connection and I could tell in her face, something was just not right. And so I messaged her, I'm like, are you okay? Like, is your hand in front of your face because you're hiding your emotion and how you're feeling? And she's like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, I'm not okay. I'm feeling really stressed. I'm feeling really frustrated. And I'm like, I hear you. I feel you. I understand 
understand. But if I didn't have that personal connection to know her and and have had weekly conversations with her, I would have never known that the hand in front of the face was hiding the emotion. So it didn't show on this particular Zoom call. So again, it's just building a personal connection. You don't have to be like, buddy, buddy, like, let's go have a drink. But understanding again, like, do they like to work out? Do they like to ride bikes? So in Monday's check-in call, you can say, hey, did you get to go? ride your bike this weekend. And all those little questions just continue to build that relationship, help you nurture them as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found a lot of people just don't want to be a number at a company anymore. They want to feel valued and like their work is important and what they're doing is important. And them as a person is important too. So I love that. Do you think that this should be either like daily, weekly, monthly check-ins, especially if you have a virtual team, how do you feel about check-ins with them? I love this question because it like so depends. Um, I'll give another example. At the beginning of COVID, we all went remote. I had worked remote for many years. So I was like, okay, we can do this. But for my team that was college students and transitioning to remote school and remote work, I had daily calls and I would literally show up in my sweats with my hair and a bun and no makeup to really set like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to like roll out of bed with your cup of coffee and get on this daily check-in call. And it wasn't really to talk about anything. It was so I can make sure they were okay mental health was okay. Like this person hasn't shown up for two days. I need to go check in with them. But as we transitioned to that, we went to weekly calls and for team meetings, we do weekly calls. One-on-ones I think is great to have weekly um, just to check in. And then I have not my direct reports, but like one layer down. I do monthly calls just to check in. How's it going? I'm here for you. Is there anything I can do? So I really think it depends on where we're at in the world, where you're at in the company and what kind of the reporting structure looks like. But in times of change, whether it's COVID or you're growing rapidly or a new product is launching, I think weekly, if not daily, is really important just so people don't get scared or get nervous. They, I know I've used the word, but I think transparency is so important and you have those daily calls, you know, what's going on. I love that you did that during quarantine because so many people's mental health during that time was suffering and a lot of jobs didn't check in. They just expected you to keep working as normal and, you know, being your usual self when things were so different. So I love that so much. I think every company should do that. (laughs) Yeah. Show up however you are. I mean, I had kids that are in high school and were transitioning and I'd have, you know, them making coffee and making breakfast behind me. And it was like, it doesn't even matter about that. It matters that we can see each other and we can take care of each other as much as possible. (laughs) Yes. And be like a real team and not feel like, again, just a number, just an employee. Right. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about a site that has changed my podcast. Do you have a website for your podcast? Is just the thought of creating a website making you want to run and hide because it sounds so complicated? Then you need to check out PodPage. PodPage takes your RSS feed from your podcast and makes the site automatically for you. To check out some of the features, go to themindsetofpodcasting.com slash sponsors. Not only do you get a main page for your podcast, but you also get a page for each episode. I am able to have my show notes, guest profile, podcast player, and so much more right on each episode page. 
I upgraded to the paid version because I can also incorporate guest forms, scheduling links, videos, email signups, and so much more. You can actually head over to my page to check it out. It's the mindset of podcasting.com that is all made with PodPage. So PodPage makes having a website for your podcast so much easier. So go to the mindset of slash sponsors to check them out today. So I would love to hear your top three tips to improve our team members or employees experience. Uh, so I have three words and then I'll um, go into them a little bit more, but empowerment, accessibility, and empathy. Um, starting with accessibility, I am door always open, Zoom always available. Like, I don't even know what that term is anymore in the virtual world, yes. <laughs> but letting my team know I'm always here for you. If it's eight at night and something comes up and you need me and it's urgent, reach out to me. Um, Just again, that open door policy of if I can make your day better, your environment better, your situation better, you're more likely to show up as a happier, more engaged employee. Um, So that accessibility empowerment I've been in worlds where it was like, you just shove stuff down in people's throat and like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And they never had a say in it. And so I think empowering employees to help make decisions. We do what's called a deep dive. So we dig into our conversations and understand what our customers are talking about. And I pull the whole team in and we discuss it. And I say, any idea is a good idea. Let's go for it. So giving that empowerment to them to be able to say, I think this is a good idea. I think this is a good idea. And then when it gets implemented, like think how amazing they feel like, oh my gosh, that was my idea. And now it's implemented that empowerment and empowerment and making decisions, especially in the world of customer support to not have to be like, oh, I have to go to my manager. I have to go to my manager. Like how deflating is that? But giving them some guidelines of, yeah, you can do this and you can do this. And so they really feel in control of that conversation. And then that impairment, they want to show up. They want to work for you. They want to help those customers because they feel in control of the situation. And then empathy, I... This is funny, but I have employees like, and again, a lot of them are interns, they're college students, and they won't show up for a shift. And I immediately go into, oh my gosh, I hope something is not wrong. And that is definitely like the empathy reaction. Okay, I hope they didn't get in a car accident, they're not sick, like what's going on? Find them. Okay, you're alive. Now, like, let's get to work. But leaning with empathy to know we are all human things happen, you know, maybe a parent got sick, maybe a cat died, maybe just found out your parents are getting divorced. I mean, still in that early, late teens, early twenties, like life is happening in situations that you haven't dealt with. And so not being like, why in the heck weren't you here? Okay. You're okay. What's going on? Let's establish that. Now let's get you transitioned into work, you know, in that instance, if they were late or they missed a shift, but like life is hard right now. Life is hard in general. And so just being empathetic to that, again, with boundaries, so people aren't always running over you, but again, having that really coming from a place of empathy and understanding. Yes. Oh, whenever I had to call in sick to my old boss, I would feel horrible because he would make me feel like crap. <laughs> like, oh, are you sure? You could probably still come in. Like you're putting us really behind like all the guilt trip. And it's like, I don't feel good. Like, do you want to get sick too? Like, yeah. So empathy. Yes. Very big. Things happen. You know, your alarm clock doesn't go off. Technology doesn't always work, you know? 
So yes, I love just having that understanding, you know? So thank you so much for coming on. These tips have been really helpful and I'm excited to grow my team and make sure that I foster just, you know, that we're all in this together and that we're all trying to accomplish the same mission. So can you tell the listeners how they can connect more with you? Yes. So two great places, LinkedIn, Jasmine Haas, and then on Instagram, Jazzy Haas, J-A-Z-Z-Y-H-A-A-S. Both of those places are a great place to connect with me. And I'd love to meet new people and provide more tips. I love people and employees. And I think just making that experience better makes the little world we impact a better place. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I will make sure all those links are in the show notes. So thank you again so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. I think every company should implement this. Like we don't want to be just another number. We want to do something that lights us up, that we're passionate about, and that makes us feel important. And working for a corporation who just sees us as another number is not that. So if you are going to be growing your team, then definitely take Jasmine's tips. Like just nurture, have empathy, And understand that, you know, mistakes happen. We're all human and, you know, we can get through this together. Just letting them know that they're part of a team and you're not like the boss and in charge and your say is final. Like letting people have a say in what happens. And that's definitely the type of team culture I want to incorporate in my business. So your podcast tip of the week. So if you're nervous to be a guest on a podcast, I have some tips to help you before the interview starts. So being a guest on the podcast is a great way to get your podcast out there because people are already listening to a podcast. So it's easy for them to stay on the same app and go over and search for yours. Plus it helps you become an expert in your area because you're the go-to person on that podcast that they're talking to about what you talk about. So a few ways, if you're really nervous, especially if this is your first podcast interview, And just to let you know, mine went horribly and I still do podcast interviews. So don't freak out if your first one is not your best. It's not supposed to be. You will get better as you keep going, as you keep doing interviews. So a few ways you can prepare, especially if it's your first one. One, you can ask the podcast host for some questions that they might ask you. That way you can prepare a few answers. Don't script your answers, but you can prepare a few answers ahead of time. It'd be really good to have some bullet points under the questions that they're going to ask you just so that you know what to talk about in case your mind goes kind of blank because when we're nervous, sometimes that happens. So if you're able to, if they can provide a few questions that they might ask or some topics that they want to talk about, that way you can be prepared. Before you get on the call, put on your favorite pump up song. I don't know about you, but when I have my favorite song on, I can't help but be happy and energized and ready to go. Get on Zoom a few minutes early and make sure that they can see you, they can hear you clearly, make sure your audio sounds good, make sure that you're wearing headphones. Just get on there and make sure that all your technology is working. And then last, take some deep breaths. You got this. It's going to be okay. The best thing about podcasts is anything can be edited out. I always tell people I interview, hey, you mess up, stop, take a breath. We can start over. I can edit it out. So relax. Just pretend it's a conversation between two friends and you got this. So an update for you. Q4 starts in just a few days. October 1st is Q4, where we got three more months of the year to plan out stuff and everything we want to get done. So I do quarterly planning. I plan every 90 days. Works a lot easier for me. It's not so much I have to keep track of and I can focus usually on one thing for those 90 days, and then I break it down into monthly and weekly goals. So that works really well for my business. It keeps me on track. 
So what I do is usually on the first Saturday of a month, I'll take a few hours that Saturday afternoon or evening, lock myself in a room and I will sit down and really write out what I want my business to be, where I want it to go and how I'm going to get there. So Q4 though is usually not as packed with goals or what I want to get done because we have the holidays coming up and I want to actually enjoy them. So I tend to start slowing down a little bit, especially in November. It gets cold. I don't want to work. The holidays are coming. I just want to enjoy my time. So I don't plan a lot of heavy goals in Q4. I keep it really, really light. Like this time, it's really just the podcast for this quarter. Like I'm planning season three of the podcast. I'm going to be reaching out to guests. I'm going to be deciding what episodes I want to do. I'm bringing back solo episodes, which I'm excited about. So yeah, just focusing on that. So if there's anything you would like to hear, you have questions about podcasting mindset, anything like that, please reach out to me. You can email me at Jillian at JillianGrover.com or I'm on Instagram at Jillian Grover Podcast Solutions. Reach out to me. Let me know what you want to hear so I can create an episode all about that. And again, thank you so much for listening. Go rate and review if you've been enjoying this podcast and I will talk to you next week. So are you ready to start your podcast, but you don't even know where to begin? You need help getting the right equipment, setting up the tech and managing all the things that come with having your own podcast. Well, the Podcast Launch Solution is your answer. The Podcast Launch Solution is an eight-module, self-paced course that walks you through every step of starting your podcast. Every single step. So who is the Podcast Launch Solution for? It is for anyone who has a message they want to get out to the world. You have always wanted to start a podcast, but you felt lost on where to even begin. You want someone to walk you through step-by-step of how to start a podcast. And you also have some mindset issues that go with starting something new. And this program handles those too. There's also a private Facebook group for the program that I will be in every day answering your questions so that you never feel alone in this program. The podcast launch solution is open for enrollment right now. Go to the show notes, click the link in there and sign up. We have payment plans so that this is affordable so that you can get your message out because that is my most important reason for doing this is I want women's voices to be heard and for their messages to get out. So go to the link in the show notes and sign up.